pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Trend Vision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. July 2nd, 2019, I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, who's throwing bricks? <laughs> Apple picks China and Walmart goes virtual. Gerald, let's get rolling and tell us what happened in the markets today. Well, uh, everybody's up except Shanghai a little bit down, oil down a lot. And uh, that's it. Everybody else is up. And you know why? S&P 500 posts new record close. But it would have went higher, but they were worried about uh, trade worries, captive gains. You know what that is. Uh oh, here it comes. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. The U.S. government on Monday threatened to impose tariffs on $4 billion of additional European goods. That's nothing. $4 billion, chump change. They have a dispute about uh, aircraft subsidies. The United States gives them to Boeing and Lockheed and others and, and, um, over there in Europe, they give them to Airbus, so they're fighting mm -hmm. over this kind of stuff. But this month marks the longest economic expansion in U.S. history, reaching 10 years. But, as you well know, we're saying that slowdown is coming. I'm not forecasting a recession right now, but in 2020, it's going to be the greatest recession like we've never seen before, because all they're going to do is keep pumping cheap money into the system. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, gold rises 1.5%. And you know why? Trade tensions linger. Oh. You know what that is. That was bullshit. It's bullshit. Over there in Australia, they just lowered interest rates down to 1%. And... It's the lowest in their history. Okay. So they're all dumping in cheap money. That's why gold is going up. And treasuries, you're seeing the 10-year treasury now in the United States, it briefly hit under 2%. Mm. So you're not getting any interest on anything. So you could go into gold because gold doesn't pay any interest, but you have an opportunity for a price to rise and the price is going up. We're looking at gold prices getting stronger. And as I said, it has to break over the 1385 mark and stay over that. Yesterday, it backed down a little bit, but today it's back over that 1400 and pretty solid over it. So gold is looking good. I believe this is the beginning of the gold bull run. And oil. Oil, oil took a dive today. I mean, it was down. You're looking at Brent crude, Doug. It's down almost 4%. Mm. And you know what that's telling you? Supplies are going up. And demand is going down. There's a global slowdown. There's more of the stuff than you need. And that's why gold prices are going up. It's a safe haven asset. Housing is providing another line of troubling signs pointing to an economic downturn. And this is coming from the St. Louis Fed's William R. Ammons. He said in a latest report posted in the central bank's district site data on single-family homes sales through May 2019 confirmed that housing market 
in all regions of the country are weakening. They're going to lower interest rates so they don't stay weak and they pop up the housing market. And as you, we talked about this yesterday, the fact how many millennials are renting instead of buying. They can't they afford can't it. They can't afford the houses. Grow up, everybody. Get used to it. It has nothing to do with trade. It has to do with the cheap money they dumped into the system. It's worked its course, and now economic fundamentals are taking over. And world manufacturing slump worsens. The global manufacturing slump deepened in June with data from around the world illustrating... You know what? The extent of the U.S.-China trade conflict. That is total... Bullshit detected. Take precautions. South Korea, often seen as the global bellwether, recorded the biggest year-on-year -year fall in exports for three and a half years in June. Meanwhile, Japan's index for large manufacturers slipped to its lowest level since 2016, and they've been BSing about this trade war all during that time and their neighbors there's no trade war going on between them it's a global slowdown again u.s factory activity slips again and this i want to make this one more point on the economic front recall adds to misery of reeling car maker Nissan revealed two new blows this week as it announced a recall of nearly 500,000 vehicles Whoa. and this so far in 2019, Nissan has recalled more than 1.5 million vehicles in Japan. <laughs> and the fault in electrical systems could lead to a risk of some of the Japanese models. Now, I'm mentioning this because everybody's talking about driverless cars. Mm -hmm. They just recall 1.5 million vehicles in Japan. They, not, I don't see this thing happening. I think it's a driverless cliff. So, so uh, millennials can't afford new cars. They're too expensive, and the few that can afford it are going to have to bring it back to get fixed. Oh, and that's a big problem, by the way. They bring them back to get fixed in the waiting lines, and they don't fix them. This is a real issue. The recalls are in the, I think it's around like 53 million last mm. year. All right. Well, expect the U.S. to fight back because yesterday we talked about a, a meeting that was kept fairly secret at the G20 meeting between three heavy hitters, Putin of Russia, Xi of China, and Morsi of India. They met in a, in a locked room at the G20. Well, now we can expand that to BRICS. That's an acronym, B-R-I-C-S. And that stands for, that ad, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they're banding together to keep their national currency strong to make sure they can trade it to try to keep the dollar from maintaining its preeminent position. The big thing is going to be, of course, if they get us off the petrodollar. Right. But right now they're all weak. And here's the dollar share of global foreign exchange reserves has slipped in the past 10 years since the financial crisis, but it's 62% of the total. It is still dwarfing all rivals. The euro has lost ground over the same time, now standing at just 20%. And the Chinese yuan, guess what? Global reserves are at a mere 2% of international payments, according to the global network SWIFT. So short term, the dollar is still dominant. But don't you see this, these, these are active moves by major uh, countries to start to change that trend? They're trying to change it. They have a long way to go. You're seeing deals between Russia and China 
to do trade with their yuan and the ruble. But again, the United States is still the dominant power. And look what's going on. I just mentioned Australia lowered their interest mm -hmm. rates to a historic low. So they're all in trouble. That's why the dollar's staying high. Okay. Unless these economies really bounce back on their own, the dollar's still king. Well, then maybe this is interesting to throw into the fire here because Apple picks China for production of its new Mac Pro. Yeah, isn't that great, huh? Let me read a little bit more on that. Apple Inc. is manufacturing its new Mac Pro computer in China. This is a production of what had been its only major device assembled in the U.S., as, let's see, the tech giant has tapped Taiwanese contractor Quanta Computer to manufacture the desktop computer. Is this, is this going to have an effect? Yes, because it, it, that's the point. That's why people are supporting Trump on these issues. And it's going to be continuing to be a major issue in the presidential reality show. This is the last thing they're doing over here, and they're getting it made over there to get it cheaper. Now, let's put this in order. Look at all the money that Apple just got back because of Trump's tax cuts right. in 2018. They bought tens of billions of dollars worth of stock buybacks. They, got, they were going to create all these jobs, capital improvements. Trickle-down economics. You got it. They trickled down on us once again. And, you know, the other thing, too, is you have all of these states giving the deals to the Apples, to the Amazons, to the Nikes, all these big companies, so they do manufacturing here and open up plants over here. Now they're wising up to it, and they're finally stopping it. And again, my master's was in public administration, and I knew a very long time ago that all these economic development agencies and all these deals, they never pan out. Mm -hmm. The data is there, and they bury it when it comes out, and it's just politicians getting paid off by the corporations, morons and imbeciles call it campaign contributions. Mm -hmm. It's bribes and payoffs. So they give our money. It's not tax breaks. We have to pay the taxes to override the gift that they gave to the bigs. So now Missouri and Kansas need ceasefire on incentives. Kansas and Missouri are nearing a truce in an economic border war that has cost hundreds of millions of dollars and created barely any new jobs. So we're fighting with each other. No, no, we'll give you a break. Come over here. No, no, we'll give you a break. Come over here. We'll give you tax breaks. And now they're finally recognizing it that it's only screwing the people of Slavelandia who have to give our money for the bigs. This is called corporatism. The corporations call the shots, not the politicians. Let's be honest about it. Well, no, the politicians call the shots for the corporations. So we have to double What I'm saying is, but they're, being paid, but they're masters of the corporations. They're, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're not voting their conscience, they're voting their, their personal pocket. That's all they ever done. Iran bears all blame for attacks, Mossad says. The head of Israel's intelligence service said flatly on Monday, said flatly, was he lying prone? Um, <laughs> that Iran was directly responsible for the repeated attacks on oil tankers in the Persian Gulf. Have they provided any proof? Well, here's the quote. He did not provide any evidence to support his claim or explain <laughs> how the Israeli authorities had come to that conclusion. So, hey, Facebook, where are you, Twitter? Hey, about YouTube. This is a conspiracy theory. It says right here he provided no proof. But here's what he says. I can say to you with certainty 
from the best sources of Israeli and Western intelligence that Iran is behind these attacks, Mr. Cohen said. They were authorized by the Iranian government leadership and the Islamic Revolutionary God and its various branches without one piece of evidence. And they write a story like this and morons and imbeciles that believe it still believe it. Well, then let's go over to Venezuela where we have a similar situation because uh, the Maduro government in Venezuela has been accused of killing a Navy captain. Um, the U.S. blames Maduro's thugs for death. The U.S. and other countries around the world have accused the Venezuelan government of torturing and murdering a Navy captain who died in custody. Have they provided any proof? Well, the U.S. State Department blamed Maduro's thugs, this is a quote, and the Cuba advisors for the death on Saturday of Rafael Acosta, quote, this latest act of Maduro's barbarism must stir us to action. Oh, we got to get into action now. Hey, how about what happened to the, oh, the former president of Egypt, Morsi, who died in the courtroom a few weeks ago? Oh, he was overthrown by the military dictatorship of El Sisi, who America loves. But look at what they do over here and how they twist it. I have to read you this quote mm -hmm. because this is very important. It shows you why you subscribe to the Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com because we put out the truth, not propaganda. They quote Juan Guaido, the guy that took oh, the president of Venezuela, he says back in January, because I decided so, of saying that we need involvement. And so his spokesman person went to the United Kingdom and asked them for help. And this is what the Pope's spokesperson said. Quote, for centuries, the UK has been the leader in the rule of law, due process, and human rights. We look to you now to maintain those values and advocate them for Venezuela. Bullshit level, DEFCON 5. Now, I didn't spend that much time in history classes, but the English Empire talked to the African continent about what they did there. Talked to Gandhi and how he had to force them out of India. What is this guy talking about? The sun never sets on the British Empire. We're murderers, but we do it with such a proper way. Mr. Salenti, don't raise your voice. Be like us. Be murderous colonizers all over the world and we will ruin your life and destroy you in any way that we can. Oh, and how about in Afghanistan, into the Valley of Death, row the 600. <laughs> you're murderers, the British are murderers. They got a deadly track record, morons. But no, we have to be proper, lower your voice. That's who they're asking to help overthrow the democratically elected government of Maduro. All right, well, let's come to the United States and talk a little bit cultural here, Gerald, because a new generation escapes city life for the suburbs. And this is a trend we feel specifically right here uh, where we do our podcast. Uh, rising urban housing costs have sped an exodus of residents to sunbelt suburbs, causing growing pains in Millennial Mayberry. I like that phrase. Yeah, this is a place over there in uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, and a lot of people are moving down there. But the fact is, Millennials can't afford to live in the cities anymore. And they're, they're getting here. The back to the city trend has reversed, said William Frey, 
the demographer at the Brookings Institution, citing last year's census. So the millennials were going there when they were young, and now they're getting older, they're getting married, they're moving to the suburbs. So the millennials are moving to hipper places, mm. and Kingston, of course, is one of them. This is a major trend, and it's going to continue to grow. And, you know, I, uh, I know people who wanted to buy an apartment in the city. The guy retired rather wealthy. He said, I can't afford it. It's $3 million for anything decent. And they're tired of the life there, the congestion. You want clean air. Oh, and they're having children, and they want to bring them into better school systems. All right. We're going to finish tonight with an interesting story. Walmart uses virtual reality before promoting workers. This is fascinating, Gerald. When some Walmart Inc. store workers want to apply for a higher-paying management role, the company fits them with a $250 virtual reality headset to see if they're the right candidate for the job. What we're trying to do is understand the capacity of individuals to form a leadership perspective, said their senior vice president. Um, interesting technology. This is the new education system, virtual reality, interactive view. It's a whole new way. And again, as you well know, and you talk about it often, the system we have now is invented by the Germans at the Industrial Revolution. So rather than people making their own things in their home, they were put into a centralized location, learn to read, write, do math, and, uh, and work on an assembly line. Work on an assembly line and take orders. Right. So this is a whole new, this is, the, this is the 21st century, 22nd century, is going to be a whole different way of learning. And this is going to be part of it. You're going to be in virtual reality. You're going to be in that virtual education spot. You'll have the best people teaching you in the areas that you're most qualified for. So this is really a breakthrough technology. And they're using it, I believe, pretty wisely. All right, well, that's all the time we have for tonight. But if you want to read history before it happens, if you want to be ahead of the curve instead of stuck behind it, then you subscribe to the Trends Journal at TrendsJournal.com and join us tomorrow evening for more Trend Vision 2020.